Although I'll tell you this, last week we felt like we turned a corner with you. Like Clinton Gates was keeping score with you, Kaplan. Now, Elsie, you were on vac- you were out that week, and Kaplan had like five hits that day. Like he he went five for five. There was no bit killing. He was actually starting bits. So I feel like slowly but surely we were turning a corner. However, I kind of enjoy you killing the bits because now it's actually a fun thing to talk about. Yeah, well, glad to be back with you, gentlemen, after a couple of days off last week. Um, speaking of bits, didn't you and I decide we were going to do a bit about uh, mediocrity? The um, Oh, the, the demon of mediocrity. The yes, demon that of was mediocrity. a funny bit. Yes, right. that we, we, had to, we had to flush it out more. But yeah, they're, they're, so my friends I'm very the curious t- about this. So I don't even remember. Craig, do you remember how this got started? Like, what were we talking about? No, I can go back and look and see what we were talking about. Yeah, it was basically something came up uh, about like the like the demons of mediocrity. That's what somebody used that phrase. And I said, oh, that would be a funny recurring character on the show. The demon of mediocrity, like Mm -hmm. just where it's literally just this person coming out there as like in this demon voice, just, uh, you know, singing the praises of the most average of average. (laughs) I wish I could remember what it was all about, too, LZ. I guarantee it'd be a whole lot funnier, but I guess this is the first bit buster of the week. How about that? No, no, but that actually was something we should flush out more because I do think that there's like a, there's like a funny thing there where we could just argue with this, with this uh, demon of mediocrity, and they're just making like the case for, like I don't know, the 81 and 81 Padres or whatever of last year. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. Speaking of the Padres, I don't know about you guys, but I haven't been as interested in an early season April series as I was between the Padres and the Dodgers this past week. Now, look, Dodger fans generally care in October, and Padre fans usually care before June because that's usually when the season is over. But I don't know about you guys, but I sat there on every pitch, every swing, every throw. I mean, it was intense, and I give a lot of the credit to the Dodgers for playing into the intensity, switching up the pitching order so that they get their top three guys. I thought it was an awesome weekend series. I would agree. Um, You know, I I know a lot has been said about the manner in which the Dodgers celebrated, you know, the victories, the big plays, the big moments. Um, You know, if you're not threatened by this team, then why so happy to beat them sort of thing? I would say that there is some merit to that, but I still believe overall, in order to be a true rival, you have to take something from us. And all you've done is take you, Darvish, and Rendon. Not even Rendon. <laughs> Not even you, Darvish. You didn't do anything. You didn't take anything. Those were names you floated out there. Those were names you were supposed to de- like derail us. Those were names that... You were capturing, you took our, you know, our little one-year rental and you gave him a whole bunch of money to take that and you, you, you a couple of pitches, but you didn't take the chip and you didn't take the division title. You didn't take anything of any significance from us. So until you get that, forget the free agency period. Yeah, 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 you got some players we thought about. So what? You ain't do nothing with them. So until you actually win something, you can't be a rival. You could be entertaining. You can make for a great weekend, like a thought, but you can't be a rival. Okay, so he- here's where I will jump in, okay? Now, I, I- Kaplan, I would take your thing 
a step further even, okay, before I get to your thing, LZ. I would say forget about this is the most interested I've been in a baseball matchup in April. I would say this is the most interested I've been in a potential 19-game set in the regular season Mm -hmm. in many, many years, Mm -hmm. okay? So I'll take that a step further. But to your point, LZ, I will disagree, and here's why I'll disagree. And I'd love to open this up to the you know the rest of the folks here on the show and Greg and Jorge who's in for Laura today and we'll open it up to the phones at 877-710-ESPN because here's the deal while normally I would agree with you do you you (laughs) normally um would you consider pre-2004 would you have considered Yankees Red Sox a rivalry nope okay then that's fair because you're being consistent but I would say most people did now just because the the rivalry. It was like a hundred years, man. Uh, I, I get it. The Roadrunner. <laughs> I mean, wa- damn. Okay, but 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 it was one sided. Like the Roadrunner and Wiley Coyote. That's a rivalry. Okay. So, but it, just because it was one sided doesn't mean it's not a rivalry. Because here's the deal: if it's if if that game if the, that series didn't mean anything to me, Clay Kershaw is not out there calling bull bleep out there in the middle of a, of a game, right? Mookie Betts isn't sitting there, even though he made an incredible catch, one of the greatest catches I've seen in a minute, um, you know, out there pounding his chest after hitting that. It wasn't ju- – or catching that. It wasn't just the catch. He was doing it because it ended the game and it ended their night. So, like, those things matter. Dave Roberts talked about it after the game. Talked about the other night uh, about how – you know, they want to beat us. They want to be the team to win this division. Like, they, there is a real thing there, whether people want to admit that or not. No, there's a difference, though, George. You're talking about a threat. I'm talking about a rival. I didn't say they weren't a threat. I said they weren't a rival. A rival takes something from you. A threat pr- wants to. That's the reason why I gave them the respect in terms of some of their free agent acquisitions and things of that nature. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they're a threat. Clearly, they're a threat. But to be a rival, you can't just go on potential alone. To be a well, rival, it can't just be, you know, we had some really intense couple of games, but you still won the series. Like, that ain't, that ain't a rival. So l- let me give you the exact definition based off Webster. Oh, okay, here's Webster's what, uh, unabridged. Uh, yeah, here, here's what Webster tells you. A person or a thing competing with another for the same objective or for superiority in the same field of activity. That's a, that's a rival by definition. Now you're that, is, out that, that, that is not a sports definition of a rivalry. And we I all mean, know that sports thesauruses have very different definitions for sports terms than you may find in the dictionary. Are you, is that not accurate to say? I, I don't know if so I So if I you look like, up travel in the Webster Dictionary, you, it's going to be a minute before you get to a basketball player who moves without the ball, without <laughs> dribbling the ball. But okay, I guarantee you on a sports <laughs> show, that is the first definition that comes to mind. Here's what a sports rivalry definition, okay? Um, okay. Sport, there is an actual website, okay, called sportsrivalry.com. Right, is that okay? Okay. 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 All right. They say, quote, a fluctuating adversarial relationship existing, existing between two teams, players, or groups of fans gaining significance through on-field competition, on-field or off-field incidences, proximity, demographic makeup, and or and or historical occurrences. So what you're saying is only the latter. What I'm telling you is this is a rivalry because these two teams are good and the Dodgers clearly were affected by the threat as you presented earlier. Well, I'll just say this. In terms of rivalry, let me put it this way. The Dodgers are the Padres' rival. 
but the Padres are not necessarily what the Dodgers consider sure. to be their rival. You understand what I'm saying? The difference I mean, there? I don't know. After this weekend, it feels a little different. But well, okay. that's and, and, and that's an important point. Because, look, the Padres and the Padres fan base has always considered the Dodgers to be the rival. The Dodgers and the Dodger fan base never really considered the Padres to be the rival. Until this past weekend when Dave Roberts said, we're going down to San Diego to win the series. We're going to establish from the very beginning of the year, we're the defending World Series champs. We're the defending eight-time champions of the division. You want to be the man? you got to beat the man. We're the man. We're going down to your place, and we're going to put, it, put ourselves in position to win this series. And I think that because the Dodgers played into it, they've helped create the Dodgers' side of the rivalry. The Padres to the Dodgers has always yes. been there. The Dodgers yes. to the Padres has not yes. until this past weekend. In my they opinion. leaned into it. That is a great way to describe it. That They made this thing a rivalry based on their reaction, LZ. If they would have just won and it'd been like, oh, one of 162, all good. But the way they acted, that's not one of 162. Well, here, this is for all the people out there who love Pat Riley. No playoff series truly begins until the road team wins a game. Correct. Why did he say that? Until the road team, right, because you, well. You take home court advantage. That's okay. why he said that. You take something. So I, I go back to my own interpretation of the word rivalry because I'm not going to sit up here and, and mince words with Miriam Webster. Cause, or sportsrivalry.com. Or sports how dare rivalry. you? How, how dare you besmirch <laughs> sportsrivalry.com? It's a very credible well, source. Well, until I realize, you know, learn more about this, the source that you presented to the case, we're going to have to let that kind of stay on the side. But I would just go by my own little definition, right, based upon observation. Mm. Media likes to say that Maria Sharapova was Serena Williams' rival. Maria Sharapova hadn't beaten Serena Williams since W was in office. That's the truth. And I think first term, too, not even the second term. So yeah, I kept saying, well, I, no, I kept saying, why are you guys calling this a rivalry when Serena has won this match like 20 times in a row now? It's not a rivalry. Now, right. she, she's a great player, and this could be a threat, but to be a rival, you got to exchange some blows, man. Sure, but what I would say to you is this. Serena's only rival was Serena. Like, that's a different level. Like she, The Dodgers, for as good as they've been, they're not Serena. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like feels more of a rivalry to me than the Chargers. The Chargers than the Padres. Right. They feel more of a rivalry to me because they took something. Now, granted, they cheated to take it, but they took something. And then we went and we took it back. And you I'm assuming what? they're going to want to get it back. And that's the rivalry to me. That's the reason why the Lakers-Celtics was a great rivalry. We were taking that chip from one another. The reason why... As great as some of those teams okay. were in Portland, or great as some of those teams were in Golden State, or other or other teams doing the great days, Houston, for instance, it was so rare that Magic and the boys had something taken from them in the Western Conference. It was hard for me to see anybody over there in the Western Conference as a as a rival so, when I was so growing up in Detroit. The so rivalries were always me, in the East. So you're telling me the Lakers Celtics didn't become a rivalry until nineteen eighty five then? No. Because they've had many, many years of taking and giving back and forth. Many no, but years. in the championship round, I mean, you know, like it, it was very lopsided for a long time. Well, then, yeah. 
Until until we started taking things from the Celtics, yes. But I'll throw this in there, though. This this is about the fan base. So here's the thing. Again, Padres fan base looks to the Dodgers and says, they've got what we want. Remember, the Padres have always looked at the Dodgers as the big brother that they could never compete with because woe sure. is me. And We're that, just by the, the way, Padres. Cap? That's yep. still the that's still the situation. The Dodgers well, still are the big brother, and there's no debate about that. No, no, no. But hold on a second. The Padres would always complain, as many small market teams have in the past, that the economics of baseball don't allow them to truly compete. And what we've seen is is that the Padres are no longer using that as an excuse. They're not saying the Dodgers make so much more money on their local cable TV deal than we do down in San Diego, so we'll never be able to compete. Those days of that talk are over for the Padres. They now can spend, I don't know how exactly, other than rich owner, deep pockets, they can spend comparably to the Dodgers, whereas for years they couldn't. So here's my point. Padre fans look at the Dodgers as the rival. If you followed social media at all this weekend, the Dodger fans still have that attitude of patting the Padre fans on the top of their head. Oh, very nice you won the third game of the series. We took two out of three, didn't have one of our best players, and we did it in your house. Still patting the Padres on the top of the head. So I would, I would ask fans, Dodger fans, do you consider the Padres a rival? We know Padre fans consider the Dodgers a rival, but I would ask fans to jump in to determine what is or is not a well, rivalry. We've also put up a poll at ESPN Los Angeles about the rivalry. It's a very simple yes or no question. Um, the votes are just starting to be tabulated. It's 56% no uh, at the moment. So you can vote uh, at ESPN Los Angeles on Twitter. So we'll take your calls at 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776. This portion of the show is presented by Lyman Health Plan, changing healthcare one person at a time. Uh, coming up next, I'm going to have to have a conversation about barbers and stylists that I think everyone is going to need to weigh in on. I, uh, I, I have discovered something, and I think that there needs to be a discussion about the fealty, uh, the relationship between a person and their barber slash stylist. So we'll get to that. Plus, I ask Andre Drummond the hard-hitting questions this weekend. So you'll hear that as well. It's Sedano, LZ. And Cap, reunited. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Oh, Chris is all salty because someone actually took a shot at him on the text. Oh, just because the open sucked today? And you were sitting there, you know, I guess maybe you put all your energy into making fun of Mason uh, for not being prepared or whatever you were trying to do to mock him this morning or this afternoon that you didn't actually take the time to do an open for this show. So, yeah, it's fine. You you take the shot at me, but I know how how sensitive uh, you are. Could be also some things that were said on social media over the weekend, George. I don't know if you guys saw, but Chris had a beautiful picture from this past weekend, Sunday, fun day. I don't know who the other two people were in the picture, but people had made comments. And, you know, he's on this bacon diet now, this full-blown bacon diet. And people were making comments about him, you know, and his physique. And so maybe he's all butthurt, you know. 
He might be. He might be. I think that there's that. You know, you got to be careful. Don't. Po- this is why you don't post pictures on Twitter. Twitter's not the place for pictures. Would you agree with that, LZ? Twitter's not the place for pictures. Yeah. Oh, how else are we going to get all the leaked photos of athletes and stuff if we don't have? Well, I'm not. I, no, no, no. I'm saying like it's you know Instagram. Although that place isn't all that nice either. Um, no, no, no. Is Twitter's way meaner than <laughs> than Instagram? Twitter. I is would mean. say so. I would say people feel more empowered for some reason. Is, is it because Instagram requires images? And right. And Twitter would let you use an egg? Yeah, pretty much. Right. You can create But even with the required image, account. you can have like a, you know, like a leaf. You don't have to have right. a picture of your face. Yeah, right. That's true. You could just put any picture. It doesn't have right. to be yourself, right? Right. Um, you come up with any name, and then you just sit behind your phone and say all kinds of mean stuff to people all day long, and you feel empowered. Wait, yeah. hold on. I got some intel here. Okay. Cap, is it true that you you retweeted the picture that you're talking about? Yeah, because I thought it was a lovely picture. I thought it was great. You do some stuff, man. Dude, I thought it was lovely. I was like, look at these people. Uh, Well, you also retweet everything. I do. I like stuff. I retweet stuff. You're a retweeter and a liker. You know, I feel like you don't, uh, like, I I think I only try to like stuff because I like it. You like, like, you're you're a serial liker. I like a lot of stuff. Yeah, I just don't like. Do you like, really like, like a lot of stuff, though? Well, if I'm cruising by and I see, like, Chris's picture, for example, I'm like, look at Chris. That's a really nice blue shirt. Says 710 ESPN. Says home of the Rams. Looks like a couple of interesting people that he's with. The female that he was with was very hot. The dude looked very high. I was like, you know what? I like this picture. The dude looked very high. <laughs> um, okay, that's fair. I'm just saying you, you like a lot of things. Like, LZ... I, you know, I don't know about you, but like, I don't like just everything. Like, you know, I, you know, I, I can go, I, I go on a series of liking things in, in a day on Twitter, and then I can go days without liking anything on Twitter. You do some stuff, man. More <laughs> often than not, um, it's about whether or not I have time. If I'm in a mm-hmm. grocery store, waiting in line, you know, car wash, waiting in line, airport, then then I'm more active. But like in my everyday life, I'm with you. I can go a week without liking. I can go a week without even really spending much time even looking. Yeah, I agree. I, I think that, you know, during games, if I'm sitting, like, whatever, right, I'm sedentary or whatever, I, I will do that. Now, let me ask you this. Speaking of being sedentary, when you're sitting mm-hmm. down uh, at the barbershop or at the hairstylist or wherever you go, um, mm-hmm. that, you know, clearly that's usually how it goes. So I had this conversation today. I actually wanted to start the show here, but Chris's bad open derailed this. Um, so womp, womp, womp. the... I had this conversation today when I, we were taping around the horn with Tony Reale. So Reale, he, here's just the deal. Basically, Reale w- hadn't cut his hair all the whole pandemic. He had like his hair was like super tall, right? It looked like Ace Ventura, uh, okay, or something like that. And he was like, all right, I got to go cut my hair. Um, like I got to do this. The wife was giving him grief, but he couldn't go to his person. Because, he, you know, they uh, don't take the protocol, protocols, the COVID protocols so seriously, okay? So he's like, I, I, I can't go, so I'm going to go somewhere else, a couple blocks away that I've seen that looks like they do a good job. So he went there, got a haircut, literally was walking back home, okay, because he's down the street from his house. And he ran into the owner of his normal barber shop. And the guy said, Tony, you cheated on me. And he was like all freaked out. He was like begging him, like, I'm so sorry. And, you know, he kind of was laughing it off, but he thinks he took it personally. And I'm just like, dog, I don't know. Maybe it's because over the last, I don't know, seven or eight years, I've moved around the country a lot. Um, but, you know, I there are a lot of different people that can cut really well. So 
I found those people, <laughs> you know, and, and I'll stick with them once I find someone. But I'll give you a perfect example. Forget about moving around the country. Just when I moved here in Southern California, I, when I first moved here, you know, five years ago, I lived in Pasadena. And I cut my hair with a lady in Pasadena who was really nice and she was great. She cut my hair. And then I was like, I moved to the South Bay and I'm like, I ain't driving an hour and change to go cut my hair. I'm finding a place here in South in the South Bay. So I, I found a place in Torrance and I cut my hair with a lady, my lady Ter- Teresa, Teresa in, uh, in Torrance. So like, I, I don't have this fealty to barbers and stylists because you know what? There's a lot of people in a lot of different places that cut hair. And if you didn't feel comfortable going to a place because of COVID, then just that's what you tell the person. But I don't understand this loyalty this fealty, right? Almost like it's like some sort of royal decree that you have to be like this loyal to a barber or a stylist, LZ. You're just letting any old buddy just walk <laughs> on by and all up in your scalp cutting your hair. Strip malls, <laughs> fancy salons, you don't care. That's what you're telling me, George. Because I'm a, I'm a monogamous follicle kind of guy. Oh, really? Right? Oh, I like to build a relationship with the person who's but all up in my scalp. But you've lived all over the country too. I've had long relationships. I've had long-term relationships. I believe there have been maybe six people in the last 20 years who have touched my scalp in a cosmo, you know, cosmopologist, cosmologist kind of way. Am I saying right. the word right? Yeah, Thank yeah. You. I guess so. I'll just go with it. <laughs> right, it's yeah. close enough. Yeah. There's only been about six, maybe seven people. Maybe. But certainly... Certainly not a weekend at Bernie's kind of action you had going on where just anybody come in through the door and just start cutting up your hair. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding? I'm shocked. I'm shocked. I think Kelly's shocked. She might be feeling insecure. I mean, it's it's ridiculous. She's had the same lady for a long time. See? Yeah. See? Like like me, she believes in follicle monogamy. Mm. Monogamy. (laughs) Monogamy, my friend. Monogamy. Yeah. I want you to know, George, don't feel so bad. Don't, don't feel so shamed or judged. I'm with you. Listen, I had the same girl for like 10 years, and she was great, and we had a really terrific relationship. And LZ, right. I like to build a relationship too. You know how many times I went to my, my girl to cut my hair, and I literally sat there crying to her, I'm going to get divorced. I hate my wife. I can't believe what's going on. I mean, I sat there and cried to her. Yeah, they're like you a know, therapist. Right, I get right. it. Yeah. I can't even tell you how many times. Are you going to get divorced? Are you not going to get divorced? Are you going to try and fix it? What are you going to do? Was she, I mean, was I she making plans? Well, it wasn't so much like that. It was just more like she was talking me through this thing, right? When I moved, and I didn't move far. I moved a few miles north. When I moved, I stopped going to see her, even though she'd gotten me through my divorce like a freaking therapist. I found somebody else who was closer by. You're a follicle user. Dude, I cheated. I cheated. You're a follicle user who doesn't invest emotionally, and then you're the user. You invest, and then you dismiss when you can't oh. use them anymore. <laughs> so, okay, so wow. different than, diff- George, you and me are no longer together. We are not aligned in this. Bergman? <laughs> I, I go to the same barber every single time. It's Eloisa, and it's always the same person, and that's how it has to be. Gosh, I feel terrible. I should call Nancy and apologize or at least go let her cut my hair because let me tell you something right now. My friends are calling me. We should call her on the air. Dude, my, my friends are calling me Kramer right now. That is how ridiculously long and high the front of my hair is. They're literally calling me Kramer, and it seemed like funny and it was kind of a joke at first, and now it's not a joke anymore. Now I need to go back to Nancy. But he always... Hey, 
Geo and Tank, I had to let him go for a year, but uh, I went last week. But I've been kind of one of, my, one of my boys who just recently opened his, so I'm supporting my boy. There you go. You see, you've moved around yeah, too, Briones. I had to. I had to. Yeah. User. It's okay, man. Who cares? As long as I'm getting a cut and looking good. That's looking right. fresh. Looking high care. and tight. <laughs> looking crisp, right, Rosie? Crispy. 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 Maybe it has something to do with hair, George. I mean, like, LZ got some nice long locks on him. Now, when I had nice long locks, maybe I cared a little bit more about my hair, whereas now I'm just like, clean it up and make me look decent, you know? The, the, the thing is, is that when you're with the same person, you're on the same journey. And they know your hair pattern, how it grows. They understand, you know, what, well, I don't really don't know what's going on with your hair. But for my hair, it's like it's like the hairs aren't necessarily laying the way I want to. We can talk about it because she understands everything about my scalp and everything about the way that my hair grows. And we talk diet and the whole nine. So it's yeah. like a journey together. And they invest. When you go in those little papa shops at the strip mall, they don't really care what's going on with your scalp. They're going to get that walls number two, cut your hair and send you out for 10, 15 bucks, whatever it is. Okay, well, listen, let's open it up to the phones there, too. I know people want to chime in on the Dodgers-Padres. Is it a rivalry? Is it not a rivalry? But do you have, like, this this loyalty that LZ has to your hairstylist or barber? 877-710-ESPN. Uh, we'll get to your calls here in a minute. We're going to play the game, overrated, underrated, properly rated, but we'll only do two uh, questions, and then we'll, we'll take the calls on the other side as well. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. Thank you, Chris. All right, Greg, give us two overrated, underrated, properly rated questions, and then we'll take those calls. Go ahead. All right, so we'll do birthdays first. George, you can start it off. I got three birthdays. Tim Curry, Candace Parker, and Hayden Christensen. Who's Hayden? Tim Curry? I don't even know who that is. Tim Curry is a, a actor? great actor. Is he the guy from the um, Rocky the Horror guy from Picture the Clue Show? Movie? Yeah, yeah, Rocky Horror Picture Show. The Rocky was, Horror Picture Show. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. I Clue, know. and yes, he was in Clue. Who was yeah. the third one? Candace Parker and Hayden Christensen, who was in the. I mean, overrated is Hayden Christensen. That's obvious. yeah. I think that's um, universal. Yeah, actually, no. Um, Scott would make him underrated, but the rest of oh, no, overrated. No, you know what I would do, LZ? I'd be like, yeah. who he? Right, and then right. you say you he's don't overrated. Know who he is. Right, and exactly. you say he's overrated. But I didn't know Tim. I didn't know Tim Curry by name. Like I see his face, and now I know who he is. Um, I would say Tim Curry underrated. He actually has been um, in some movies that I thought he played. Uh, re- he did a really good job. Like I love Clue, one of my favorite movies as a kid. I also love the board game, so I think that helped too. And Rocky Horror Picture Show is fantastic. So uh, I'm going to say Tim Curry underrated, Candace Parker properly rated, and I'm going to say uh, Hayden Christensen overrated. Hmm. I'm going to go Hayden Christensen is actually underrated. Mm. Yes. I feel because of that debacle of those movies we won't mention because, you know, they're family, but we all know what we're talking about, um, that he gets a bad rap as an actor. But if you actually look at some of the things he's done beyond that, particularly I'm thinking about Shattered Glass, which was like an absolutely amazing movie about a lying journalist. Um, 
you find he actually has more depth than some of the roles that he's known for has allowed him to showcase. So I'm going to say he's actually underrated for that. I'm going to say Candace Parker is disappointing because she went to Chicago. And oh, <laughs> wow. She's what? from there. I don't care. She turned her back on home. This is home. She's from Chicago. L.A. is home. All right. She turned her back on us. Okay. And then Tim Curry is, you know, overrated. Oh, he, wow. Because he's known for Rocky Horror Picture Show, which was done like 50,000 years ago. It was a long time ago. <laughs> Scott? Tim Curry's underrated because of what LZ just said, that, that, that it's so old now. Did any of you guys ever go to the Rocky Horror Picture Show when you were in high school? Like, was I was too movie? young for that, but I did see the movie. Yeah, there was like, when I was in high school, or maybe even just a little bit younger, probably in the early 80s, that was like a thing to do in my town, mm-hmm. was Friday night, people took stuff to the movie theater, threw things at the screen, got into it, and I don't know why, I went like two or three times. All right, so I'm going Curry, overrated, or excuse me, underrated. Then I've got Hayden is overrated, because, of course, you guys know I'm not into the Star Wars movies. And Candace Parker, well, he was I'll bad put, anyway. So I'll just fine. put properly rated. I'll just put her okay. right in the middle. All right, Greg, what's next? All right, LZ, your boo. Alex Smith has retired. Oh. So was Alex Smith overrated, underrated, or oh, properly rated? On, First of all, we broke up. Oh, no. Yeah. I only do active. I don't do retirees. Oh, look at that. That's it. It's over. It's over. Over, LZ. It's over. Um, I'm going to say Alex Smith is underrated. You know, very much like Hayden Christensen, who is mostly known for what they've done bad. You get, uh, you know, blindsided by the fact that they've actually done like a lot of really good stuff. And Alex Smith, believe it or not, has won everywhere he's been. Now, did he win a Super Bowl? No. No. But his teams have always won when he's been with a competent staff. Right. He's won in San Francisco. He won in Kansas City. And yes, he won with the national with the Washington football team. So I'm gonna say he's underrated. Okay. I, it's, it's your <laughs> boo, funny. huh? Yeah. I, I, I'm gonna I, say I, I love I'm him gonna too, say man. I, I'm gonna say properly rated with Alex Smith because of what you mentioned, LZ. Like, you know what you're getting with Alex Smith. You're getting a guy who's competent, right? Like you could probably get to the playoffs with Alex Smith and maybe even get to the NFC championship game like that one time. But you, you know he's got limitations, but, you know, if you need a guy who's a professional who was always going to make sure that, you know, the, the trains ran on time, you're good with Alex Smith, so properly rated for me. I'm going underrated here. I think Alex Smith was a guy, and by the way, let me just tell you something. Um, LZ, I know you take him as your guy, but I, I love Alex Smith. I watched his whole career, man. From the time he and Reggie Bush were playing high school football together through the University of Utah and all the way through the NFL, like obviously most everybody else has. I was at some incredible games, whether he was playing for the Chiefs or even before that in San Francisco. And one in particular, a divisional round game against New Orleans where he had a bootleg that he ran down the sideline and scored a touchdown to take it to overtime. And then San Francisco wound up beating New Orleans. And this is back at the old Candlestick Park. So I've been there for a lot of great Alex Smith's mom- Smith moments. I think the guy is underrated because in the early parts of his career, constantly changing head coaches, coordinators, the people around him, there was never consistency early in, in San Francisco. Got overtaken by Colin Kaepernick after an injury. Went to Kansas City. Eventually you know, gave way to Patrick Mahomes. And I think when you're as mentally and as physically strong as Alex Smith has been, to make that kind of a comeback when he didn't need to, when he needed to fight for his life to get back out onto the field... That's incredible, man. I, I think he is highly underrated. Somebody hurry up and make the movie about Alex Smith's life. 
All right, there it is. Overrated, underrated, properly rated. Now let's go to the phones. We've got people that want to chime in on how loyal they are to their barber or stylist. People want to chime in on the Dodgers-Padres. Is it a rivalry? Is it not? Uh, By the way, we have a poll up as well. Uh, You can vote at ESPN Los Angeles, and I'll tell you what the results are currently at the moment. Uh, 354 votes. Uh, Right now, 58% say no, 42% say yes, LZ. Well, you know, I hate to say I told you so. It's early. It is early. It's early. In any case, this is brought to you by Sweet James Accident Attorneys. If you're ever injured in an accident, please call Sweet James Accident Attorneys. Available 24-7. Visit SweetJames.com. Let's go to Terry in L.A. Terry, what's up? What do you got on the uh, barber stylist thing? Well, I, like LZ, am a follicle monogamous. <laughs> However, I just found out a couple of years ago that the love wasn't reciprocated. Uh-oh. How, uh-oh. How's uh-oh. And, uh, yeah, and how's how that? I found out, you know, uh, you know, uh, uh, appointments that I would normally make uh, started to get canceled. Oh. And then... Uh, and then uh, on those days when I needed to uh, come in on a non-scheduled day, uh, you know, I wasn't able to be fitted in. Ooh, when you get rejected and, from a follicle call? Ooh. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So, uh, you know, I, I you know, messed me up on a, co- on a couple of uh, important interviews that I uh, needed to get to. And, uh, yeah, so I had to, uh, I had to switch. Okay. So, uh, yeah. so for the last couple of years now, you know, I've been seeing somebody new. You okay. Know, somebody right. else has been uh, and, massaging my scalp, and it feels good, right? Uh, it feels good, you know. But you know, you you, can, you always sometimes kind of. Oh, you, you miss know, your boo? Well, right. His ego's yeah. gotten in the way here now. You know, he feels like he's been cheated on. Well, that's would, true. That's different. Well, no, no, yeah. no, no, no. He was mistreated. He, he was, was mistreated. Well, he was mistreated. But yeah. but hold on, let me throw this at you guys. Thank you, Terry. When you are normally getting your appointments and you need to get in quickly and you need a quick you know, hand here, can someone please get, get me in? And, and the, the stylist says no. What do you think that's all about? Because here's my first thought. Okay, save it. Save it for the other side. Let, let's do that on the other side. We'll take more calls. Uh, we got people want to chime in on the Padres-Dodgers series and this weekend. And is it a rivalry? Is it not a rivalry? We'll do all that. Plus, I ask Andre Drummond the hard-hitting questions. We'll do all that and be back. Yeah. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Yeah. So down LZ and Cap with you here on 710 ESPN. So we got a lot of people on hold that want to uh, discuss the fealty they have, uh, the loyalty to their uh, barber or stylist or whatnot. And, of course, Padres Dodgers. We'll get into more Padres Dodgers here in a moment. Uh, but before that, I... Um, I did Lakers Jazz this weekend. And look, we spent a lot of time last week talking about Andre Drummond, his game, the way he fits, but mostly about his nickname. All right. So it was discovered last week during the media sessions that in Detroit he was called Big Penguin. And during that media session last week, he said, eh, I don't really like it. I'd like a more aggressive animal. Um, you know, I don't even know where it came from. So, you know, I, I was like, if I talked to him in the post-game interview, 
My last question is going to be about this nickname thing, okay? I'll get the basketball stuff out of the way. And then the third question is going to be about this damn nickname. And it was funny because I, you know, I'm seated socially distant away from Trudell. And I asked him, I said, I, I just wanted to make sure I had the timeline right on Big Penguin. And he's like, well, you know, he said he didn't like it. And I said, that's fine. I'll just ask him about it. It's okay. Don't worry about it. So I asked him about it. And here's how that went down. Play it, Briones. Now, Andre, there's been a lot of controversy this week about your nickname. I saw the media session. You know, allegedly you were called Big Penguin in Detroit. You said you didn't like it. I'm a believer you got a cosign on your nickname. So what would you like to be called now here in L.A.? Hey, listen, whatever you guys give me, I'm, I'm, I'm going to enjoy it. So, you know, I'm usually called Drum, so you call me Drum or... I guess the big penguin. I guess that's what you want to call me. I mean, it is what it is. You know, I don't. I don't. It don't really matter to me. So there you go, LZ and Cap. LZ, the man said we call whatever we want. Big petty, it is. <laughs> big petty. I like big penguin. I think it's hilarious. You go with big penguin. I'm gonna call him big petty. That's I think how you, big that's petty how you started with us. That's how I'm gonna roll with him. Oh, good. Petty is in pedicure. Got Correct. it. Correct. Not, not Tom Petty. Just wanted to make sure I was clear. No, 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 no. no Got no. it. Or, or just Petty as in just he's right. being Petty. No, no. Right. No, 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 no. Words petty. have different meanings. Petty as in pedicure. Yeah, yeah. Yes. As in Manny yes. Petty, yes. Yes. Yep. Got it. You know what's so annoying, George? You can hear yourself doing this, this interview with the mask and how blurry it sounds. Yeah. I'm telling you, between masks and partitions, is it me or can, can nobody else hear? I can't hear anything. When someone's wearing a mask and there's a partition between me and that person, I'm like, I'm sorry, could you say it again? Like, I'm absolutely hard of hearing, but I'm not hard of hearing. I can't hear between the mask and the partition. I mean, you couldn't you understand masked. what I was saying there? No, I could understand it, but it's muffled versus his I mean, clarity. it's muffled. It's not my general voice, but it is what it is. You know yeah. what I mean? Anyway, I'm just telling you. I mean, I there were fans time. in the stands, so it's like, now you really have to wear a mask. It was different when it was just me up there and, like, Trudell, like, a bunch of feet apart from each other. But How was that? How was the atmosphere with about 2,000 people? Um, honestly, I, uh, I, I, look, there was energy. There was more energy than you, than you would normally get. Plus it was a really good game. So I think people got into it. Um, I was surprised though, that not all the seats that were designated with tickets were filled because what happens when you go to Staples Center, um, they, they do a great job of designating the seats. Like there's like a sticker on the back of the seat that will say, um, this seat is ticketed, but not all of them were filled, um, at least near where I was. Now I wasn't necessarily, you know, upset about that because you know there's still a pandemic going on but uh, i was a, a little surprised and look maybe that was the fact that a bunch of guys weren't playing and it was it didn't feel the same but the people that were there were totally into it which was great all right that's cool but so let me ask you this though i think we should bring on big petty or big penguin or drums and bring him on i think we need to workshop him on a nickname what do you think lz I'd be good with that, but why don't we wait until a little bit later? Wait a little bit later, you know, because we may want to workshop what we've already come up with based right. upon how he performs in the postseason. Oh, you so know? you want to wait till after the playoffs, like in the like yeah, in the give, off season? Yeah, give him a real chance to earn okay. a nickname in L.A. A okay, real chance, you know, because if he balls out and we win the chip, only dropping one game or two games, and he's giving you twenty fifteen along the way, I ain't calling him Big Petty. I'm going to call him something else. Yeah, I do like Big Penguin. I really think that's a fun nickname. Um, I think Big Petty's very funny. I mean, given the whole thing with the toenail, yeah. um, you know, and how bad your toenail looks thereafter as it's trying to grow back, it's good to go in and get a Petty. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like the uh, the Lakers need a, a Petty in general, like with uh, Dennis Schroeder's bad foot. No, and, no, no, no. Uh, Let Dennis' feet stay funky because he's been <laughs> balling. He's been balling out. So I don't know what's going on in your feet, dog, but don't touch it. 
<laughs> if it's ashy, let it be ashy. Yeah. If this is green, let it stay green. If it stinks, so what? How the hell do you get an infection on the ball of your foot is my question. But, I don't you know, know whatever. man. Yeah. Uh, know, but but Andre played well. He, he hadn't played well in a minute, and he played well. And Dennis did play pretty well in that game, too. So there you go. Uh, let's go to the phones. Jay in L.A. wants to talk Padres-Dodgers. What's up? Big Patty, Big Penguin don't matter. Sedano is follicle slut or scalp skank. Either other one works. <laughs> scalp, skank. scalp skank. Scalp skank is funny, actually. I like that. So, so, so oh, is wait, that so it? That's, that's your whole call? That's it? Oh, he's just dropping bars call. and then he bounced. Yeah. Bars right. and a bounce. I like See, that. unlike that last guy who called Terry who was saying that he never gets into his, his, his barber anymore, you know, the deal is when you don't tip properly, they stop taking care of you. Just to be clear, Terry, I know you're still out there listening, dog. Wow, you just call our listeners cheap? Well, I called Terry cheap, yeah. Yeah, he's a listener. You called him cheap. I mean, perhaps. But we don't know if he was cheap or not. It's a possibility. Yeah. Uh, George in uh, Palos Verdes. What's up, George? Hey, I just want to chime in on regarding the barber thing, because I've been going to mines for about six years now. Same style, same guy, tip the same amount. Uh, been loyal to this guy for six years. So um, I, I'm very committed to the same barber. Okay. Um, now, where were you prior yeah. to the six years? I was actually going to one place in Downey. Um, oh, there's a barber Acapulco? over there. Right at the <laughs> no, <laughs> no, close enough. Actually, close to um, Portos. There's a there was a barber down there close to Portos and Downey, but their prices just went skyrocket. It went from like thirteen to seventeen dollars. Um, so I went to this guy and uh, been going to him ever since uh, 2015. And uh, you know, I don't need to even ask him. You know, tell him what I need. He already knows. So it's uh, you know, and I always tip him like five six bucks. You know, so I think that's the only the only funny thing is, is I've been going to this guy and I just like, you know, he has the TVs on, he has the sports on. And, you know, that's all I do. I just sit there and watch the sports and just get the haircut. OK, that sounds good. All right, nice to be in a relationship like that. Nice to be able to go back and go, how you doing, man? And he doesn't even have to ask, like, what do you need done? He already knows what to do. You just sit down and go and watch a game. Right. Uh, let's go to Jose. Jose is in L.A. Jose, what do you you don't you say a barber doesn't matter. You just you, you are not loyal. Yeah, I think when you find a person, I mean, I've been around like a bunch of barbers in LA. I've been up and down, like looking at reviews, which one is the best one to try, try a new one out, you know, but I'm, I'm kind of a little bit on both sides. Like once you're able to find one that does exactly what you ask them to do, because it's hard to like get the perfect haircut. Um, but if you get that perfect haircut from somebody, then you can stick to them. But I, I don't think it's a bad thing to jump around and, and, you know, explore other options, as you could say, because like, like one of you guys mentioned, there's a lot of talent, you know, there's a lot of talent yeah. out here. Um, so a lot of people can do what you ask them to do. So might as well give them the opportunity. Right. And that was, and that's my point, Jose. And I, look, I, I've lived in different parts of the city, you know, in, over five years. And, you know, I lived out in, in, in Pasadena. Now I live down in the South Bay and it's just like, you know, both places, both my, my girls did great jobs I'll and, you know, it you. just, but it, it not such a great, like, you know, it's a great job. Like, but LZ driving an hour in this town to go get a haircut. No, man, come on. An hour? Would you drive? You would drive an hour, yes. and that's like being kind from yes. the South Bay to Pasadena. Yes. No. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Hold Are on. Keep, hold on. I, I have on. literally flown in to get my hair done. I mean, that's bougie as hell. It is bougie <laughs> as hell, but this is a bougie ass conversation. Okay. <laughs> so, so let me, Briones, you driving an hour to go get your haircut? Hell no, no. Thank you, Greg. I know you've been loyal to your lady, but you driving an hour to see her if you move? Yeah, that's not happening. Okay, <laughs> that's all I'm saying. Yep, convenience. Listen, 
All I know is I'm committed. I'm Morales committed. says he drives from OC from Anaheim up to Culver City. You're crazy, dude. No, hell no. No. It, it all depends what you like. It, put it no. this way. Would you drive an hour to take your kid to a special school? My children? That's different, dude. No. I get a no. haircut a million no. places. No, I'm not driving my kid an hour to school. No, thanks. Even if they need it, like See? there were special needs, you would I'll move, stop I'll that. I'll move closer. I'll move okay, closer. Okay, well, to that's different, too. All right, then closer. I'll move closer yeah, to it. my hairstylist, then. If yeah. that's what you want, you want me to pack up this house and move closer <laughs> to my hairstylist yeah. so that you guys can be comfortable about me going in to get my hair done? <laughs> I mean, you flying <laughs> it, dog. You know? Yo, my locks are precious, dog. They've been with me. <laughs> my hair has had these locks for like almost two decades. Okay. I, they, they got names. Okay. We got more people chiming in on this. I know Frankie and Fullerton, our buddy Frankie, is on the line. W- hit us up. 877-710-ESPN. Are you driving an hour? This is evolved now. Are you driving an hour to your barber or stylist? Because that feels that feels egregious to me. That, that feels like a little too much. Okay? 877-710-ESPN. We'll take a quick break. We'll get to the Dodgers who are in fuego. Okay? In fuego. This, this thing with the Padres... Man, this is going to be really, really fun. We'll get to some of the highlights from this weekend uh, and our favorite parts, plus more of your calls, what you need to know in between, 710 ESPN.